I love connecting, but I also love that it's my own little space and platform to say what I want to say and have the people that want to listen be there to listen. I like that. It's your own little theater. Yeah. I mean, I was a drama kid. (laughs) You're still a drama kid. I'm Sid Sharice. And I'm David Bosher. And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Where we teach you to salon differently. Sid, have you heard of this company called Hair Story? You mean the styling line that features essentials for everybody? Yeah, it's the same styling line that allows you to sell retail online and still make a large commission. I'm pretty sure it enhances natural texture and health and makes curls very happy. It also works for my really stick straight hair. Let's tell our listeners how they can get a free product from Hair Story. Go to hairstory.com slash DTH. you a question. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite booking software? I am glad you asked. Gloss Genius. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. It is amazing. It is the only booking software system that is actually built for hairdressers. You and I both know that marketing is the best tool to build your business. Gloss Genius has made it easy with text and email marketing directly to your clients. Absolutely. And that's why we are excited to share with our DTH listeners. You'll get your first month free on us as well as your very own stunning credit card reader. Usually $80. To sign up, head to the App Store and download Gloss Genius and enter the code DESTROY. Sid came prepared. Sid came prepared with her iPad intact, ready to work. Barely getting on Wi-Fi. <laughs> I was like, let me come in with notes this time, but then notes screw me all up and I don't, I, I'm going to shut it in 2.5 seconds. We're back. <laughs> We're back in the studio, y'all. It feels so good. I feel like everything sounds so much better in the studio. It does sound better. And there's no one here except our sound engineer, Sam, who we're happy to have. But there's no one here. It's quiet. The city's dead. Yeah. But not... It's just you and me. Not dead, dead, but it's still alive. It's kicking. (laughs) Um, It's breathing. Last week, I asked our Instagram followers what they wanted us to talk about on the podcast. And we got some crazy things. Mm -hmm. But before I tell you what they mentioned, we wanted to make this podcast about love. As you know, Valentine's Day already happened. (laughs) It was spent eating outside in the cold (laughs) with our loved ones. (laughs) But I think today we were going to talk about a A different kind of love. Yeah, a love affair, a different kind of love. Yeah. What kind of love are we talking about, Sid? We're talking about the love of social media. Oh. That's why it's a love affair. An abusive relationship. It is toxic (laughs) as hell. (laughs) And everybody freaking hates it. I cannot tell you how many people I talk to that, even whether they're a student of mine that I coach or someone on Instagram or just someone reaching out, everyone I talk to is overwhelmed, exhausted, and really in this abusive relationship with social media. And so I think what we wanted to talk about today was kind of How do we actually create a loving relationship with social media? Absolutely. I think too, like that's the one thing everybody wants, but then when it requires doing so much work and effort and making it part of your Mm, like a relationship. Yeah. No one wants to put in the effort to make it work. (laughs) So you mean social media therapy. (laughs) 
I need to be social media therapist. That's what we're doing right now. Now, I know that there are a lot of people out there that do social media for a living, but and we love them. And we suggest that if you can't do your social media, that you hire someone. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of us just don't do social media because of emotional issues with it. Absolutely. Not because it's hard or not because we don't know what we're doing. A lot of it is emotional. I, you know, should I post this? Should I not post this? I mean, even you and I have messaged each other like, should I, is this caption okay? Yeah. Is, is this funny? I, is this going to offend anybody? Pretty sure I message you every other day. <laughs> is this funny? <laughs> is this funny? <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> People... Let's talk about generations for a minute because mm-hmm. I think that ties a lot into it. So Gen Z, all our little BBs, our little Gen Z BBs, you <laughs> were born with a phone in your hand. It yeah. still freaks me out. We've talked about this before when like two-year-olds are like unlocking my phone and can download something from the app store. It freaks <laughs> me out, right? They already have their own Instagram accounts coming out of the womb. Well, that's how Russia infiltrated the election exactly. was from babies <laughs> getting a hold of phones. <laughs> getting a hold of phones, just having that absolute technology just <laughs> In their heads as soon as they come out. Yep. But anybody else, millennials, Gen X, boomers, anybody above, this is, we remember what life was like before <laughs> phones. And it's really hard. And so there's this weird. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone that's like, I miss when we didn't have phones. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> because you, you if you, I, if I go to the store without my phone, I'm like, what if someone shoots me? <laughs> no one will know. Every now and then, my partner always challenges me. I'll be like, oh, I can't think of that movie. And then I'll go to get my phone. And she's like, no, because she's a Gen X. She'll be like, use your brain. Try to figure it out. Like, try to think about use it. And I'll sit brain. there for like 30 minutes just. And finally, I'll go like, give up and grab my phone. But, the, you know, that's what we did before phones. We would have to be like, what was the name of that movie? Oh, I'm just okay with not remembering. Like, that's not an option anymore. Like, how do you just not okay with not remembering? That would drive my brain I'm just into okay the ground. I, I guess I don't know. <laughs> It is no. a different time. So really, we do love technology and we do love social media and we do use it to our benefit. I just think that, unfortunately, before Generation Z, we've all become addicted to it as opposed to learning how to use it. So it's it's funny because I always see parents that are like, oh, I don't let my kid do screen time. I don't let my kid do this. I have a different idea. Like, I think that you should allow your kids to use technology so that it doesn't become an addictive thing like it's not the unattainable thing that they're not allowed to have exactly no one goes oh i don't let my kids have toy cars because i don't want them to yeah play with cars like it's technology is the only thing that we really do that with but i hate to tell everyone it's not slowing down i mean like you can keep phones away from your kids they're gonna get one yeah it's and you're gonna get it for them exactly (laughs) so i think it's really important to have when we say like you know having a love affair with social media you know, you can use your powers for good or you can use your powers for bad. You can use a relationship for good. You can use a relationship for bad. You can get what you need out of it. You, But I think social media is a really good way to promote yourself. It's a really good way to share what you want to share and leave out what you want to leave out, which is what we do naturally anyway. Absolutely. So I think social media, when we're doing it right, can be really beneficial. I think too what causes so much pain and discomfort is that people go into it with the high of all the attention and excitement, but not willing to do the uncomfortable work that creates that consistency. 
And so that's where it becomes toxic is because we're not setting boundaries. And so then we do this thing where, I've said this before, like Instagram, you're either a passive user or an active user. You can be one of the other. Passive users are ones that are scrolling constantly, not engaging with anybody, which Instagram was created for engagement. Or you can be an active user where you are focused on just creating content to create conversation and activity and communication with other people that are using the app. And so you have to shift boundaries. Like now I barely scroll at all anymore. I focus on just putting out there what I'm trying to put out there and engaging with the people in my bubble and focusing on finding new people to see what I'm putting out and then keeping this that and then setting rules of like, okay, now I can be a passive user after this time because it's no longer work. But what happens is we get stuck in this vicious cycle of scrolling and comparing and oh my God, and then we get shut down and then fear comes in and it's this whole disgusting, again, toxic relationship. Yeah, I know that you taught in one of your classes, your online class, Instagram, the hairdresser. I think it was that one where you talk about being on the right side of Instagram. Yes. And as we get into crazier and crazier times, because 2021 is has not let us down mm-hmm. <laughs> for the crazy. <laughs> Our relationship with social media has to shift and change. And one of the things that I notice with people that I coach is that they don't know what to share, so they share hair, mm-hmm. right? And to me, sharing hair is like when you're in a relationship and you don't want to be vulnerable, so you're like showing the these ridiculous parts of you or you're <laughs> showing your best, you're making your best effort to- You look always have great. a mask on. Yeah, that's what like showing hair is on Instagram. It's like, this is my work. Like yeah. validate my work. I'm good at my work. But I think what people are starting to realize is that social media really is a place to share who you are with your clients. I think clients are more interested in getting to know you than they are about what highlight. They want to you see did. where you're going and you you know, I always like one of my mottos when people are like, I don't know what to post, I'd say post what you talk about. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about your family, you're talking about your trips, you're talking about your dog, like post those things that you're talking about because it extends the conversation that you have in the chair. So it just makes everything more connected. And then it's not always all about the hair. It's about you as a person. Like that's why people are coming. That's why people will go and get awful hair and not, and know it's awful and not say anything because they're like, well, I just love her. I love him. I just love her dress. Yeah. So it's like, we can't always focus on attracting that. And we, I think what people need to see more of is us. And I do want to say too, just to go back to like the toxic positivity, I did a whole post recently about how it's okay to not be okay and still be a leader. And it got so much attention, which wasn't why I posted it. But I wanted all of our students to know that you can still be really successful and still be having a hard time and still show parts of that vulnerability and parts of the discomfort of what we're all experiencing in, on a day-to-day basis and and still be thriving. And that's right. okay. Yeah, I think I'm hoping that 2021 can become a year where we fall in love with social media in a way that's proactive and allows people to express themselves in a more clear and like beautiful way. Absolutely. Because and that was that's what it was through setting design. boundaries with it. For exactly. Sure. Like don't, let the trolls bully you. <laughs> Post what you want. It's your page. Say what you want. But at the same time, have a mission. Like we have belief systems in our business and we only talk about those belief systems and we keep talking about it. And that's one of the biggest things with social media is like you have to be consistent. You can't just like 
put in a little bit of effort into the relationship and then back off for months and then expect it to be thriving still. So that's fine. And consistency doesn't have to be like going hard all the time. Just find what works for you. It could be like, I'm going to post a picture once a week. I'm going to show this on my story, but stay consistent with it. I found the easiest time to post are when I love the photo and I have something to say. Yes. And if I don't love the photo or have effortless. Yeah. If I don't love a photo or have something to say, I don't post. Yeah. That's the relationship that I have with social media. So I will go weeks without posting. Now, I think it's, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, let me ask you, Sid, would you rather someone post consistently every day or someone post inconsistently, but higher quality? Inconsistently consistent. (laughs) Inconsistently (laughs) consistent. So yeah, less posting, but higher quality. Less fluff posting. Okay. Post more consistent quality pieces. Quality content. And what does quality content mean to you? I would say, so quality in the captions, more of being vulnerable, sharing the experience of that hair picture, what was behind it or what it took to be a part of it or about the client or something educational or even when it's a personal picture, share how you're feeling or share what you're doing or share what you're thinking. I think that's where people connect to the most is they want to feel connected. And we do this fake facade of like only like putting a surface level. And it doesn't mean that you can't sell things on Instagram. It doesn't mean you can't advertise things. You want to do that too, but come from a place of like experiencing it yourself and then putting that out and sharing that. Yeah, be vulnerable, be authentic. Also, why is anybody selling anything that they haven't experienced themselves? <laughs> <laughs> like, I would never promote a class or a product or something that I haven't gone through. That's why through. we love Hair Story. I mean, all of our classes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of our classes, too, they are, I think all of our classes that we teach and that, you know, our students get to be a part of or that we sell are so powerful because we experienced something and then created a class on the result of it. Like, right. We went through getting out of debt or we went through feeling shitty about Instagram and created an Instagram class that, you know, we tried to do something uncomfortable to make us work or even opening profitable salons, like those kind of things. Like we had to go through the pain of not knowing what the fuck we were doing, experiencing different things. Like we did all the work for you so that we could create a class and you could go through it and find your, go through your own discomfort, uncomfortable process. I think people make the assumption that when they buy a class, like you said, we've gone through it, so we're teaching it. But I think they think, I think that most people assume that because we went through it and they take the class, that they don't have to go through it. But really, not what's going to happen. Really, you're just going to go through it, but have more tools and be more well prepared. If that was the case, I mean, there, I, <laughs> there's so many people out there that have taken Instagram class after Instagram class after Instagram class. They could probably <laughs> teach a class on Instagram but still are not able to get through it because there's some sort of boundary blockage or yeah. there's there's, there's something, an emotional problem. Exactly. And so there's something that's blocking them from going to the next level, even though they know exactly what to do and how to do it and could probably sit there and like tell their friend like, oh, you just got to post in your story every day or make sure you do reels because you need to have more engagement or, but then they're not doing it on the back end. So yeah. I think it's not about all the knowledge you learn. It's about taking that knowledge and then being like, okay, I'm willing to go through this process in this experience of it. Yeah. And it is so important. I want to piggyback on something you said at the beginning. You said it's okay to hire someone to do social media. And I wholeheartedly agree. But I challenge my students and obviously any listeners, you shouldn't hire someone until you have experience doing it yourself and knowing that, okay, I did it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to pay someone to do it. Yeah. But when people pay someone to do it because they don't want to go through 
they're trying to avoid like skirt away from that yeah shitty feeling they don't want the responsibility i exactly. think i think you've got to experience it so that you also know what the hell you want to, you still have say in what exactly even what though gets posted in the feel of the post but i i always tell people like you've got to work on this relationship with social media especially with instagram i mean facebook we're not we're not as heavy on facebook like when we coach mm-hmm. but definitely with instagram i mean Instagram to me is where you should hire people. It's where you should get clients. I mean, it is an amazing platform that we have no idea how to get along with. Yeah. And I think this is the year that people have to learn to get along with technology in a way that benefits them. The world's not going back to a normal, we're not going back from coronavirus. We're not going back to less technology. Yeah. So you either learn and fall in love with it or you fight the process the whole way. And that is just suffering. That is so miserable. Exactly. So there are people that we know that have taken breaks off social media. That's cool too. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's actually really healthy. But again, it's about balance. Again, I don't post that often. Yeah. But when I post, I get a lot of attention because it's something I finally wanted to put out there and share with people. So and it's something that it's enhancing your business. Exactly. And I, and I think that's part of like this whole episode's about falling back in love with social media and yourself and being more worthy. But I I do think too that making sure that you're setting those boundaries and and like I said, like going back to the right side of Instagram. And for those of you that have not taken my Instagram the hairdresser class, you the right side of Instagram again is focusing only on what you're putting out there. And to tie it into mental health, that helps so much. Like I'm using this platform to post what I need to post for my business, to talk about what I need to talk about, and then staying away from everything else. Like no scroll. No scroll. No no scroll 2021. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. It is hard. That's the most addicting part. Because you find yourself like, <laughs> we've talked about this before where you're just like, someone would be like, um, what time is it? And next thing you know, I'm like scrolling on Instagram and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And I have to like the get worst, out of the app and like tell them what time it is. I'm like, how do they even get in there? The is uh, two things. When your iPhone tells you how long you've been on social media the last week. Uh, yeah. And the second thing is when... You were just on Instagram and then you get out of Instagram and then you automatically go back into it. And you don't even know how it happened. As if you didn't just spend 20 minutes in there previously. It's definitely an addiction. I don't blame the social media companies. They're just trying to sell something. I really do think it's our inability to manage technology. But I will tell you one thing that's worked for me is I've turned off, not even on purpose, I got a new phone. My phone, for some reason, does not show me any Instagram anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't get alerts. I don't know. Nothing shows up from Instagram. I have tried to fix it because I love alerts from Instagram. So now I don't get any alerts all day. I have longer battery. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't have that like dopamine serotonin addiction every five seconds of my phone like yeah. lighting up. And that has helped me stay off Instagram more because my thought process isn't always to... I still pick up my phone and go to Instagram. But I don't have that like addictive, oh, the phone lit up. I need to see what mm-hmm. it was. And now it's nice that when I actually go into Instagram, there are more things to look at, like in the sense of, oh, I got more followers and I got more likes and I got more comments and I can actually go through and spend time on them as opposed to just constantly checking. Like I'm waiting for each more one. comments. Let me yeah. scroll and see what everybody else is doing. And now so I feel bad about myself. I really, I really suggest turning off all Instagram notifications and then choosing times throughout the day to invest. Yeah. I actually, there's so many accounts too that 
now with the new algorithms, I don't see. Mm -hmm. And so I turned off all notifications, but I turned on notifications to my students, Mm -hmm. our employees, and for accounts that just make me feel really good and inspired and happy. Yeah. So I'll, I still get notifications, but like they're with purpose now. So they're not. And these were all features that were there. The whole time. We just are now realizing, and that's (laughs) the social media companies were like, but you guys need this. Yeah. And we're like, no. We'll consume everything. We want all the notifications. And now we know. So if you haven't turned, if you turn off all your alerts, make sure you keep your alerts on, your notifications on for Destroy the Hairdressers Instagram. Keep that notification on so you do not miss (laughs) any of the free education that we're constantly putting out. But that's that's setting clear boundaries, right? Exactly. Not scrolling, not being passive, you know, turning off notifications, only going on with purpose and not getting stuck in that vicious cycle. And now it's something like I'll wake up in the morning, I post my picture, I do my external engagement, which by the way, from my eight steps to instantly filling your books, external engagement is focusing on going outside of your bubble using hashtags or location tags. And if I was searching for hairstylists, I would type in like, New York hairstylist and then starting to engage with people that use that hashtag. And so I'll spend some time doing that. So now I'm only engaging with people that I want to see what I'm posting. And then that's how I've built my entire following. And and for Destroy the Hairdresser and our personal Instagrams, that's also how I built my entire hair clientele. I really think that 2021 can be a year where we can start to use Instagram and any social media platform to actually communicate with people. I think that we're so focused on like getting likes, likes and ridiculous, stupid comments that do nothing, but like to actually communicate with other people. For example, I was, you know, for our social media, we sometimes show, we do something called here and there and this and that, where mm-hmm. we show like people's work that tag us and salons that tag us. And I was like looking through all of our tags and I realized, you know, we do have a lot of people from Australia that listen to our podcast. Hello, Australia. <laughs> we see you. And we see you. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) So we see a lot of people from Australia and I was thinking to myself, maybe we should focus on Australia. And so by showing Australian hair inspiration that people did, I was able to kind of connect with some of the people that follow us from Australia where I would not have been able to do that before. So it's really just about maybe using social media to actually connect with people again. It may not be relationships that... friends. Exactly. It's not going to be relationships that we're used to before, but look at what relationships have turned into. Quarantine has shrunk down our immediate friends and family to really who we want to be around. The rest is going to be virtual. And so we have to fall in love with Instagram again in order to connect with people in a different way. And we can hate it. You can hate the process, but if you take the time to build a relationship with it, you're going to be in control of technology and control of social media and it doesn't control you and your emotions and your behavior also there's this huge industry out there that we don't even know like we see the same people constantly over and over and over again and there's so many people in so many different places that we're not connecting with and you never know like remember the whole concept of a pen pal like that's you know like i loved that yeah like i've made instagram friends where people just like commented on stuff and asked me questions and next thing you know we were like sending people memes and like you know like we became friends i've never even met these people but there's a closeness and a connection and then when i do go in that city then it's been like you want to get coffee and like that is really cool because you don't necessarily have to be face to face to make new friends. Or we make were walking, I think it was last year, we were walking here to the studio mm-hmm. and someone messages us, I think I just saw yeah. you both outside. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
<laughs> but it was awesome, you know, like that that kind of connection and relationship is so important. And I think we're missing out on it because we're so, we're so caught up in our own heads and creating our own movies that aren't real and and deciding Ugh. like great producers of movies that are not real. I owe a lot to social media because I met my partner, Josh, at a dog park. His dog would not stop humping my dog. (laughs) And when I met him, I was like, you know, he was cute and I noticed him, but I didn't really pay attention. And if it wasn't for social media, he would not have been able to reach out to me you know, find me in the area, mm-hmm. reach out to me, say, you know, my name's Josh. We actually met at the dog park. And then for us to actually meet and go on our first date and now buy an apartment in Manhattan together, I owe a lot to social media. So I think that it's a really, when you use it properly, better than Tinder. Better than Tinder. <laughs> but I think when you use it properly and you're open to it and you, and you fall, I keep saying falling in love. If you learn to fall in love with the process, I think there's a lot of possibilities with it. Yeah. And I think we're missing a lot of those possibilities and we're missing out on all the opportunities by not taking that time to just reconnect with it differently. So we challenge all of you out there that are listening, take a breath, figure out what boundaries you want to set and just do Instagram, social media differently this year. What do you love about social media? Well, I love connecting, but I also love that it's my own little space and platform to say what I want to say and have the people that want to listen be there to listen. I like that. It's your own little theater. Yeah. I mean, I was a drama kid. <laughs> you're still a drama kid. I know. <laughs> you're, you're dramatic. <laughs> it's, it's advanced in my age. <laughs> what do you love? What do I love about social media? I love the simplicity of engagement. Mm. It's effortless. I also love provoking responses. I think our company is really good at coming up with things to say and and kind of push people's buttons, not in a way that we want to upset everyone, but just in a way that makes people think. Mm-hmm. And I really like that you can do that with a few characters and a picture. Yeah, and memes. I love memes. Oh my God. I mean, <sighs> that's what I live for. I meme. <laughs> I meme. <laughs> I mean, our favorite game is what do you meme? Yeah. If you haven't played it, I recommend it. But yeah, memes have transformed everything. (laughs) They really bring light to to the darkest of the areas. Nonsense TV. Now it's like nonsense memes. Like I live for those good memes that make you like like, cry laugh. Generation Z, (laughs) they like don't watch TV. They just watch YouTube. Yeah. My brother's kid, his son, who's the youngest, will just watch YouTube clips of shows over and over again. Yeah. The same clip. So it's it's a 15-second clip from an hour-long show, and he just watches the clip, watches the clip. Oh, that's why TikTok wh- is so famous, because we don't have attention spans anymore. I mean— And, like, we want it digestible it was alarming. and hilarious. It was alarming. <laughs> You're like, what's the rest like a, of the show like, about? He was, like, matter. broken. He just— <laughs> bleh, bleh. It was bizarre. But he's bizarre. Um, <laughs> but I love him. And, you know, he's at that age where, like, he holds the iPad, like, up to his nose yeah. to watch it to make sure he gets every ounce of that 15-second clip. Remember the generation that was like, don't sit too close to the TV. <laughs> yeah, that's why we both have glasses. Right <laughs> 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 their iPad, but like, I was, turn the blue light on. <laughs> did your parents ever? <laughs> turn the blue light off. I was talking to Josh, and he loves carrots. And I was like, you know, they're good for your eyes. He's like, yeah, I've heard that. I'm like, 
Josh, they're not. I'm like, that's like a thing it's that made up. parents say. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, no, they're really good like for your eyes. Like drinking milk makes no, you stronger. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then, of course, he found an article that like maybe that actually does help your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's true anymore? <laughs> oh, that can be a whole other yeah, episode. Yeah, a whole other episode. <laughs> so I do want to touch on one thing. If you listen to our, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the importance of charity in your business. And mm. because we are in February, it is also Black History Month. And last year we decided that we wanted to really focus on one charity and really making sure that we were able to give to the best of our ability from our company to that charity. And the charity is the Center for Black Equity that helps the Black community, the LGBTQ Black youth community. And we decided that during Black History Month and Pride Month, we were going to give 10% of our sales, mm-hmm. of our class sales to these charities. So this is the time. It actually, your money has more power. If you were thinking about taking any of our classes, 10% of that is going to go to the Center for Black Equity. Yes. And I'm and so excited. To check out classes, you can go to destroythehairdresser.com. But we also, we don't just donate to them on Black History Month and Pride Month. We also donate 1% of our total profits at the end of the year. It's just that we up our, we up that we love up it. during Black History Month and Pride Month. So if you want to help us raise money for the causes that we love, please consider buying some of our classes. You won't regret it. They're great classes. Enhance your business and... And the lives of other people. Exactly. (laughs) I think that's all we have for them. Yeah. I hope that everyone... Love yourself. Love social media. If you can't love yourself... I don't know how it goes. How the hell are you going to love somebody else? Oh, that's it. For all my RuPaul, Drag Race friends out there. Um, (laughs) I hope we don't get sued for that. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your February and keep an eye out for our next episode. Next time on Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast. Well, that's the fear, I think, for most people is that when you stop... It's going to all fall it's apart. Gone. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think that's one thing I'd love to say on here is that, you know, if you take a few months out, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Um, it's if COVID good. showed us anything, 